<laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's petty. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. Non-crimes. <laughs> Hi, Griff. How are you? Hi, Kira. I am trying to stay dry. We're recording at home right now, and it is pouring rain outside. Yeah, I really hope you make it, Griff. I'm so worried about you. <laughs> no, we have it a little easier here in Southern California uh, versus Northern California. But yeah, my Fila sneakers are getting wet, so it's really tough. Okay. Why don't you put your Crocs on? Come <gasps> on. Oh, my God. America's st- favorite all-weather shoe. <laughs> oh, stupid of me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the holes in the Crocs, definitely uh, interesting in rain. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love them, and we still need them to sponsor us. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I maintain, Croc, the people at Crocs are like, why would we sponsor you? You already don't shut up about us. We don't need to give you any money. <laughs> Wait, really good point. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> They're getting free promo. What do we, what do they need to pay for? Good point. How are you, Kira? I'm good. I'm living. I'm ready for today's crime. Perfect, because this crime is a two-parter. So let's dive right in, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this crime was submitted by, we're going to call her Betty. B-E-T-T-Y, Betty. Got it. Hi, Betty. Hi, Betty. It occurred, quote, in my mid-30s. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Is that in Ohio or? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mid thirties, Ohio. Those involved, Betty, of course, our protagonist and self submitter. Mm -hmm. We have someone named Colleen. Mm -hmm. And let's just get into that. Colleen will be therapist one. Uh, Okay. And Sadie is therapist two. Okay. And so is this crime HIPAA compliant? <laughs> it is. And we'll talk more about that later. But yes, this is we've we've touched upon therapy. And I think I think it's time for you to lay back and we we should have a take it from the court to the psych room. What to do the, they call it? To the Chase Lounge <laughs> yeah. of the therapist's office. Exactly. So petty criminals, uh, I'm not very familiar with the environment, but lay back and open up. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. So we have Betty in her mid-30s, Colleen is therapist one, Sadie's therapist two, and my interest is Pete. <laughs> Perfect. Great place to be. Let us begin. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> I've binged your <laughs> podcast and I am obsessed. I have so many petty crimes I want to submit. However, one is more pressing than the others. This story is regarding a possible therapist faux pas and a confused patient a.k.a. moi. Oh. Mm-hmm. And again, we've talked about therapy. We've hinted at it across a few episodes. This very much gets into just kind of uh, the interesting environment that therapy can play for people that go to therapy regularly. So, Gotcha. Yes, yeah. this podcast famously hints at therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you mean we've hinted at therapy? <laughs> Like we've alluded to the existence of therapy, but we're finally willing to admit that it's real. You know why? So I, I, when I was home a few months ago, I listened to Facebook memories with my mom um, oh, because yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it'd be super relevant for her just 
and I had mentioned on the episode getting addicted to Facebook and we had talked about therapy there. So it was fresh on my mind, but you're right. We have, you know, we have not really brought it up that much. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. And if anyone's like a new listener, that episode is about somebody using a deceased loved one's Facebook actively post-mortem. It's like, I think our only real, it's very sad. Yep. It's very sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it tugged the heartstrings and it was, it was, I think a good one, but let's get back into, we have to focus on this, on this session. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You no, told it's okay. me the two-parter and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. But we have time. All right. She continues. <clears throat> Some context. I started my therapy journey in my 30s in Ohio after years of battling horrible anxiety. I finally made the plunge and had my first few sessions with a therapist. Let's call her Colleen. Mm -hmm. Now, Colleen was very professional and we conducted our visits via Zoom. She always purposefully showed me that she had closed her door, confirming that we are in a safe, confident space. Yep. I appreciated this, but naturally my Midwest... Oh, you were not wrong, Kira. But naturally my Midwest people-pleasing tendencies always led me to saying, oh, no worries, even though I really did appreciate her showing me that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, she's clearly started therapy recently, which means similar to what we're doing right now, it is virtual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. However... After two or three sessions, she told me I needed to see a new therapist. She recommended that I see one that specializes in issues that I'm going through, specifically my anxiety issues. This caused some major abandonment issues with me because I assumed that all therapists specialize in anxiety. Question mark, question mark. Thoughts on that quickly, Kira? I don't think... I can, I, I think that that's actually probably a good thing Yeah. that the therapist is like recognizing their boundaries of expertise mm -hmm. and is saying like, I really think you should see somebody, but I get, I get what the protagonist is saying, but I think the therapist is probably right to do that. Absolutely. That's a really good way of phrasing it. You know, when this first part concludes, the second part will bring some light to that. But in general, yes, we have we are only subject to this email per many of our episodes. And let's just assume that the professional knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we simply have to. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> Imagine on this podcast, we just take we're like therapists are liars, liars and cheats. <laughs> No, we, that is not that is not our policy. That is not our stance here at Betty Crocker's. I know what I'm clipping for social media. No. <laughs> okay, she continues. She says, whatever. So I got referred to five different therapists and I chose a therapist who we'll call Sadie, right? Okay. I chose Sadie purely based on her photo because on top of being very anxious, I am also vain and I didn't want my new therapist to be younger or prettier than me. I said what I said. Betty, <laughs> you're wild. I love you. We can continue. Yeah, and we can relate. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell my problems to someone who's <laughs> better than me or like, I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, I have... I've actually heard the opposite. I've heard my friends say that they really like having a young therapist because they feel like having someone in within their mm. like decade, they're better able to relate. So interesting. I've, 
Yeah. What about the beautiful part? What if they're like drastically more attractive than you? I would consider that a non-issue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't really, yeah, that one I. Yeah. Betty, I lo- I mean, I do love somebody who is self-admitting their vanity. So I'm here for that. Absolutely. Like, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that in a bit. Um, maybe that's why so many friends come up to me with their problems. The young and beautiful aspect. I don't know. Food for thought. Uh, (laughs) Fast forward. I have now been seeing Sadie for a while and she has been wonderful. She has my sense of humor. She gives me great advice. And I think that I've really shown improvement. I've been seeing her for about a year and a half now. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Like I, again, with the Facebook memories episode where we last touched on it. I'm not in therapy. I'm still not. I will when I do truly feel like I need to get into it. But her saying that she's been seeing Sadie for a year and a half now, it really just was like, whoa, you build out relationships very intimately with these people, you know, strangers of sorts. And over time, I guess not so strange, but I don't know. A year and a half is a long time. It's good. That's good. Like my original therapist, Colleen, the quitter, she has conducted therapy through Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But this is where the potential crime comes in. Unlike Colleen the Quitter, Sadie's doors are always open and I can always hear her and sometimes see her family in the background of our sessions. Her children are high school age and college age, so it's not a kids will be kids situation by any means, which I thought was interesting. Do you think it would matter if like there's a big difference with having teenagers in the background versus like four-year-olds or three-year-olds, right? Yes, I. there is a difference, but I, I, I think ideally Betty wouldn't be seeing anybody <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Very astute. Kira. Other than maybe like a beautiful like Dachshund sitting on a oh, pillow in the windowsill. Absolutely. That would be oh my God, how relaxing. Yeah, uh, sadly. Um, but wait, cr- critical question. Yes. Is, is Sadie wearing headphones? <gasps> Very great question. Can we pin that question and circle back to it? Yes, we can. I'm literally going to throw I'm all these. I'm on my game today. <laughs> you are on your game. Let's, let's circle back to that. God, we're good. <clears throat> she also used to leave her background visible and seemingly unbothered. I think she means her literal physical background unbothered. And then obviously via Zoom, not like backgrounded with some green screen or whatever. Yeah. For instance, it's common for her to be displaying a pile of dirty clothes in the background. Now, first I got the impression that she was just trying to appear unapologetically real. But then I realized, no, she's just a hot mess like me. (laughs) We know Um, thoughts. Yeah, I think she's just not thinking about it. Yeah, but we all know how I feel about dirty piles of clothes. Yeah. Yeah, season two, episode one. Anyone. Okay. That would, that would be annoying to me. Obviously, we don't need to go back into that. <laughs> One time, I made a comment about something in the background. Nothing mean. I was just curious about a painting or something. And ever since that day, she has blurred her background. But I can literally hear what her family is saying when they walk in and ask her for things, like keys to the family car. And at other times, I can hear them laughing. She asks, and we're we're rounding home on part one. Is this normal therapist behavior? Question mark. I really have benefited from her help and I like her as a person. And I also hate conflict. Common theme with us. 
Um, I'm worried about dropping her and starting all over again with a new therapist, but I also worry about my confidentiality and whether or not I'm getting as great of advice as I think I am. Interesting. She asks, mm. am I petty? Thanks. And I really love the podcast. Best Betty. Okay. All right. Before we dive into part two, Kira, I want to hear your thoughts on a little debrief on part one. I thought, yeah, I mean, to me, part one is, well, Betty has some like unexpected zingers in the mix. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. I'll just, But to me, part one's pretty cut and dry. I just got lunch on Saturday with a friend whose partner is a therapist mm. and they were talking about how they moved from their Brooklyn apartment out to New Jersey because they were having to therapize from home and sh they had three noise canceling machines in their tiny spare bedroom because mm. her HIPAA regulations, <clears throat> people cannot be hearing you. And so, I mean, Betty's in the right. They shouldn't be like, the family shouldn't be coming and going. There shouldn't be any <laughs> giggles. Like, yeah, I, I, that's that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, again, I'm not very familiar with therapy, but I will say if I, and when I get into therapy and the, and the, the doctor's like door is open and there's people in the back, like, uh, that's not going to fly for me. So I think, I think she, Betty is very much in the right to be questioning this. I think it's interesting that she asks or she finishes by saying whether or not I'm getting as great of advice as I think I am. And I guess that do you think that sometimes people think therapists or expect therapists to be perfect? Yeah, yeah. I think people do. And therapists are people, too. Like the dirty clothes pile. I'm like, ignore it, toots. You're fine. <laughs> could you, You'll live. Could you imagine sweetie. if you had just, for episode one, your whole deliberation for me having such a stink about the dirty clothes was, ignore it, toots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? On, <laughs> no, I, I stand by my verdict, but a little bit of ignore it, toots goes a long way in this life. I agree. Yeah, right. Like cost benefit. But again, this is this is why this is the intersection of a petty crime. Like is what she's getting out of it worth keeping and sacrificing, I guess, the privacy of a therapy session. So, Kira, this leads us to part two. And um, mm -hmm. you getting lunch with your friend whose partner is a therapist segues very beautifully because we ourselves have a handful of working professional friends and so mm -hmm. when this crime came into our inbox, I thought, hmm, I have a very good friend who is a clinical psychologist. And so ah. removing all of the original names from the email, I sent it to this person just to get feedback from them. A little bit of a professional take. And so, petty criminals, are we ready for our first ever expert witness statement that is not from Google? <laughs> Griff, good job. This is cool. <laughs> Kira looks giddy. Do not expect this type of research on an ongoing basis. You can expect it every other episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hear it from you. But no, I mean, if if maybe going into season two, if there are crimes that are so specific and either of us know someone that can maybe <laughs> offer some clarity, because again, we are very amateur at everything that we do. You know, I'm going to reach out to them. So this was exciting for us. And my friend, we're going to call my friend Clarice, uh, did a fantastic ah, job. Thank you, Silence of the Lambs. Let's hear it. Let's go. Good reference. Yeah. If, you, if you've seen the movie, you get it. So Clarice has written in response. 
Hi, Petty Crimes. I think Betty's story raises important issues of privacy, confidentiality, and the therapist's self-disclosure. Therapists have an ethical obligation to keep what is shared in the therapeutic space confidential. Period. Mm -hmm. Uh, And feel free to interrupt whenever you want, Kira. The very few exceptions involve situations where a therapist may have to break confidentiality to protect the safety of the patient or somebody else. Yes. Oof. Examples, disclosure of self-harm or intention to harm others. Yes. This, by the way, when I was reading it, and there are films and stories that exist, but like this relationship between therapists and their patient, and I think a Steve Carell show just came out about this, is like breeding grounds for a horror movie. Yeah, have you watched that show? It's so good. Oh, I will. I have thoughts on Steve Carell and dramatic roles, but we'll hold those thoughts for now. She, Clarice continues, maintaining patient confidentiality is crucial to establishing a trusting therapeutic relationship. In Betty's case, it sounds like a blatant violation of her privacy for Sadie to leave her door open during the sessions when others are around. At minimum, Mm -hmm. the door should be absolutely closed. And now... Kira, you had already picked this out. You had asked a question about headphones and noise-canceling machines. Mm-hmm. Are you a professional therapist? No, but I'm waiting for my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Here it is, baby. Additionally, Sadie should probably wear headphones and or use a white noise machine outside the door. Mm-hmm. Not Period. You, you, got, you got it. Was that a satisfying wow. answer, Kira? I bet you feel stupid <laughs> for calling in an expert witness now when your girl got it right the first time. I do feel like my time was no. severely wasted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This was good because we really like, yeah, we don't know these things. I'm just like, I don't know. I got a lunch with a friend on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll bullet point the rest. She mentions in the age of telehealth, which is very much what we're in, certain boundaries of therapy have been blurred. We, the patient and therapist, are both getting a closer peek into each other's homes and worlds, which can mean that therapists working from home may indirectly or unintentionally share more about themselves than they would when seeing patients in a traditional office space, which is like a little creepy to me. I know that like, again, Sadie should probably, we'll talk about this in the verdicts, have a designated space, but like these people are these strangers with just problems to solve are seeing into your space, which Mm -hmm. uh, just can be a little bit creepy. I think, um, let's see in terms of the mess in Sadie's background. Well, therapists are people too. No, they're not. But again, it's a distraction to Betty. I'd love the editors to just at this point, roll back the tape to when I said, Therapists are people too. Yeah, I think people do. And therapists are people too. I've never been so smug. This is the best feeling. I'm starting to think that maybe I have my friend confused with you. <laughs> imagine I just like did imagine I just went to the Petty Crimes inbox and I read this whole email. <gasps> that, I didn't. I that didn't. would be great. That would be a petty crime. Despite all this, we're we're closing this out. Despite all this, it sounds like Betty has developed a positive therapeutic relationship with Sadie. And I think, she says, I think this would be a great opportunity for Betty to confront her aversion to conflict rather than immediately jumping ship. I would encourage Betty to share her concerns about her privacy and the in-session distractions with her therapist and see how she responds. I hope this helps 
XOXO, Clarice. Beautiful. I like that advice. Yeah, sound advice. Shall we tick into the verdicts? Yes, it is time. (laughs) Yes, it is time. Perfect. (laughs) So, Kira, let's start with, let's throw it back to Colleen. Mm -hmm. And just to close things out, is Colleen guilty for dumping Betty as a client? No. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote wrote dumping. I I don't know why I wrote that, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough because like, I don't know, like he, you're, yeah, no, just no. Totally. We don't have the full picture per usual. And again, <laughs> per, per usual. And again, per usual, we do not have the full picture. <laughs> Let's just assume that Colleen made a judgment based on her very uh, professional acumen, right? Yeah. Acumen, more like acu-woman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's no space for my comedy here. <laughs> All right, moving on to Betty. Is Betty guilty for choosing a new therapist purely based on being older and uglier than her? Um, yeah. And also, who picked the word uglier? I don't like What's the opposite of pretty? I guess, like, she said, I didn't want a therapist that was younger and more beautiful. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. It's it's Let's, a harsh word. It is not my word. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm no. Yes. 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 Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Agreed. Moving on to Sadie. Is maybe the younger part. If you're like, oh, I can't really envision myself getting ad- getting advice yeah. or from somebody younger than me. That part's fine. But the looks judgment. Yeah. Guilty. Agreed. Yeah. I don't really want personally as a thirty year old man, regardless of gender, though. I don't want to be in a therapy session with like a 22 year old. I don't even Fair. think that I'm sure they can't be doctors at that age, given the the schooling. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they could they could have gotten their L.I. Yeah, they could be. A, yeah, yeah. They could be a child right. savant or something. <clears throat> Is Sadie guilty for having her door open to her family during their private sessions? Based on also based on the expert witness, your your mm. your thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, I guess I'm I'm sure the family's not listening. I'm sure it's just an occasional like popping in like, mom, I need the car keys. I have to go to soccer practice. Yeah. But yeah, just for like Betty's psychological safety. And from what the expert witness said, yeah, guilty. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I mean, And, you know, our expert witness had mentioned therapists are people too. people like sessions aren't always going to run smoothly without interruptions, especially working from home. But I think a process that might have helped with Sadie might have been like, hey, kids, if you need something, the door is going to be closed. So text my personal phone and I will pause my session only if it's a freaking emergency, though, you know, and it doesn't seem like that's happening. Yeah. Or like, you know, if they have to knock and then it's you want to. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. This one's more. Everybody's doing their best. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one's more petty and can be quick. Is Sadie guilty for leaving her room's background untidy and messy during their sessions? No. Oh, okay. Kira's the jury. Well, I'm like, I don't know. Okay, what if this is like the one 
spare room that Sadie has to work in is like an office slash like collect all. Like I don't yeah, I don't have any judgment of their physical space and like Yeah. I get I mean I mean like yeah, the blur filter is everybody's friend. Just use it if you want and it sounds like as soon as Betty called out something in the background, Sadie immediately recognized the distraction and made an adjustment. So, yeah, you're Sadie, you're great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you're great. Blank, you're great. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> she did. She did adjust after that comment, right? It's It was prompted by her patient maybe like hinting at the fact that she could see everything. Uh, but you know what? I'm presenting. I'm not ruling. Wait, can I say something? And I'm curious if anyone feels this way. Sometimes I find the blur filter to be distracting. Because oh. I'm like, I'm like looking and I'm like, what are you trying to hide from me, you little sneak? Like, what do you have back there? Interesting. I don't know that I've used... Whereas like, like right now, Griff, I'm looking in your room and I'm like, I don't know. I see a shelf. I see like a mirror. I'm not thinking about it. But if you had your blur on, I'd be like, there's a snake in that room. Yeah. Oh, if you see a snake, let me know and I'll I'll have to adjust. Yeah. I mean, I've never used the blurred filter. I thought about doing that for this recording just because I don't really trust you looking into my room. Um, (laughs) But I I decided not to just to like maintain some kind of openness between us. And finally, Mm -hmm. within the verdicts, will this is kind of a future hypothetical verdict. Would Betty be guilty if she doesn't mention any of her privacy discomfort to Sadie? Again, based on the expert witness recommendation and our show in general. Oh, and she just keeps seeing her? Yeah, and doesn't ask for like, hey, can we not have your kids running around the back room? Thanks so much. I guess if she doesn't want to bring it up, then she just has to deal with it but she doesn't get to write into any more podcasts about it. (laughs) Yep. Okay. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's somebody's prerogative if they want to live in their own discomfort, (laughs) but you don't keep getting to sound the alarms. Preach. I mean, oh my God, I've never agreed with something more. And for the record, (laughs) Betty, you will not be sharing the story with another podcast or we'll find out. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. I mean, that closes things out. Was that fun for you, Kira? Yeah, good case, Griff. I really like that expert witness move. Very sneaky. Somebody's upping the ante for season two. Oh, my God. I mean, I had to give the people what they want. They listened a year. <laughs> they were with us for a year. We got to keep them entertained. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, we'll try to sprinkle that in where we can. It's not going to be an evergreen thing, but when the occasion calls for it, We're very well connected. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for listening, Kira. Griff and I are so stoked we have a sponsor this week, Hello Adorn. This is a jewelry company that makes jewelry that is life-proof and perfect for every day. It's so cute. Absolutely. I'm actually wearing their Tony bracelet, which I've been looking for, a nice bracelet like this. And I've got around my neck their Hera chain, which is gold and just lovely for winter. Yeah, they're both like really handsome. I got the tiny twist earrings, which I love because I'm a baby. I only have one hole, but they twist in and they look like you have cutie double hoops. Like order them. They're so cute. And then I got an ear cuff for the same reason. It cuffs around your ear, but then it looks like double hoops. Get them. They're like so cute. So pretty. 
You look so good. And every piece is made in their Eau Claire, Wisconsin studio by their team of very talented makers. And they use the highest quality materials they can find. Um, their pieces are nickel-free, hypoallergenic. And I personally love that they're based in Wisconsin. My mom's from there. So wearing jewelry that reminds me of her from a place that she grew up in is extra sentimental for me. Woo! We also wanted to highlight that Hello Adorn's Social Good Collection provides 100% of sales to various causes related to racial injustice, body positivity, women's reproductive rights, and more. Again, that's their social good collection. So head over to Instagram at HelloAdorn or shop HelloAdorn.com slash petty for 10% off your first purchase. That's HelloAdorn.com slash petty. Look great. Stay petty. Thank you, HelloAdorn, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. Okay, it's time for criminal or minimal. First up, submitted by Nat, unfollowing someone <gasps> on their birthday <sighs> on Instagram. Ooh, that is a good one. Ugh. Nat, I'm in a place where I'm unfollowing people from years ago just to trim things up. <sighs> I'm going to say minimal. And you know why? I wish Instagram had a birthday feature like Facebook. I wish they would just carry that over. Same parent company. And on mm. Facebook, when I was removing, when I would need to remove friends, do that maintenance, I would, as a daily practice, go by the birthdays that showed up. And if I cared about their birthday, I'd keep them. If I didn't, then I would unfriend them. So I'm going to say- Daily? Well, because they push the birthdays to you every day. And so it was a good way to consistently maintain your following. So I'm going to say minimal. Okay. All right. You are, you're the judge. <laughs> okay, this one was submitted by Carly and very on brand for this crime, kind of criminal or minimal, telling your boss that your physical therapist recommended wearing Crocs at work, even though they said no such thing and you just want to be comfy at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like, well, where do you work? Do you work like at an archery range? In which case, like, Maybe bad idea, but like, <laughs> um, I'm going to say criminal. You, yeah, criminal. <laughs> Mostly because I think your boss is going to see through it because there's no orthopedic benefit to Crocs. They're like a shoe that was meant to go in the dishwasher. There's no physical therapist that's recommending those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, there goes our sponsorship. <laughs> okay, next up, criminal or minimal, giving someone feedback on their New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's petty. I'm going to say, I'm going to say criminal with a caveat. I think in the moment, like on New Year's Eve or whatever, that would be annoying. But, you know, if you were to give me a New Year's resolution, I'd maybe remember it. And if I didn't see you living up to it, maybe in a few months, I'd be like, oh, hey, Kira, what gives? Oh, so like it, be like holding somebody accountable. You're like, oh, that's fine. Yes, I think so. But like in the moment, let them have their moment. Yeah, yeah. Not like you're never going to do that, sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep it. Keep it in mind. That's a yeah, good yeah, yeah. one. Also, a, a New Year's Eve one. We're kind of throwing it back here, but this one was interesting and I forgot to do it. Submitted by multiple people. Criminal or minimal kissing a stranger on New Year's Eve or like, I guess, New Year's Day. 
Minimal. Oh. Okay. Criminal <laughs> or minimal. Going into a Sephora when you have to go somewhere after the mall and you forgot to put on any makeup when you went to the mall. So you go into a Sephora and basically run around the store applying a full face of makeup <gasps> by putting your fingers in the little makeups and then putting it on your face. Uh, minimal. That's iconic. And they offer that shit for free. So, whoa, that's that's hilarious. Guess who submitted that one? <laughs> Me wonder. Me. <laughs> yeah. I wish you would have like videoed that. That's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Yay. All right, and one last one. Submitted by McKenna. And this again plays well into the kind of uh virtual spaces we find ourselves in these days. Mm-hmm. Criminal or minimal taking Zoom meetings at a coffee shop. Uh, uh criminal on un- crim- criminal unless your Wi-Fi is down. Oh, okay. Love that. Yeah, where else are you gonna go? The library. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, would that be better? Nah, yeah. I mean, I guess it sucks, but yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, agreed. That's a good point. Although that's sort of weird because like if you went to a coffee shop with a friend and you sat down and had a conversation with them, I wouldn't be like, no chatting at the coffee shop. Oh. But, but if you're talking to your computer, now I'm annoyed. Why? Oh, that's a really good counterpoint to your point. <laughs> um. Yeah. So is it just minimal across the board? Maybe it's meetings. No, no meetings. I personally, no work. I personally don't. think it's minimal across the board. I just choose personally not to do that because I don't. Yeah, yeah. But again, I've never had my Wi-Fi go down where I, and I, I need a space like blah, blah, blah. I personally just don't like doing work in a coffee shop because I think it's distracting. But mm. I think it's distracting because people choose to do work there. Yeah. So... Wow, that was right. that was more complex than I thought. Hmm. <laughs> well, let, let us know what you think, everybody. Yep. And um, until next week. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, just DM Kira, though. Don't that her personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.